Good morning and welcome to Thursday, October 24th on When I Rise. We are here in Year C, Proper 25 for the 20th Sunday after Pentecost, ordinary time-ish of the uh, church calendar before we get to the season of Advent. And uh, today we're going to talk about the New Testament text, which is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through chapter 4, verse 5. So we're still here talking with Timothy um, as Paul is writing to his protege, Timothy. So I'll read that passage this morning. I'll offer a couple of thoughts, and then we'll spend some time praying on the themes from these verses. Thanks for making this part of your morning on this Thursday morning on When I Rise. Let's uh, all pray together this morning. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through chapter 4, verse 5. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know that those from whom you have learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and of his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. This is the word of God for us. Let me offer a couple of points of reflection from 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 4. This is a well-known passage. It's one that we hear again and again, particularly as people feel a sense of call into ministry. For here, Paul is writing to his protege, Timothy. Timothy is younger. He's a pastor. He's watching over a church in Ephesus, which is a large city. And uh, there's a lot of things going on in their culture at that time. The church is growing. Also with its growth comes a lot of different temptations to stray uh, from the path that Jesus has laid out for the church. And so Paul is giving him some uh, instructions, some uh, personal instructions, uh, and admonitions that a friend would give another friend. Whenever we see that phrase, I give you this charge, if we go back to the original language, this is uh, the image that I see in my mind is of a person who is aging, uh, perhaps knowing that they're spending time with a loved one for the last time. And they're trying to not just do the small talk thing, uh, but they're trying to get to the heart of the matter, trying to bestow an eternal wisdom for, upon them uh, for the sake of the rest of their journey, knowing that their journey is coming to an end. And so here we have Paul. It's almost like he's reaching across and he's holding Timothy's hand and he wants to get his attention. He's looking him in the eyes. He's got his complete attention. And he says these final words to him. Uh, these are the most serious words, perhaps, that Paul has ever said to Timothy in the whole span of their friendship uh, with one another. Uh, he wants to be clear about a, a few things. He wants to give him um, some adequate warnings, but also uh, some profound encouragement. And so what I think is 
so wonderful about these words that we have is that this is a personal letter. Not, this is not just a general letter for the sake of the whole church, but a personal letter from two friends that are in the faith who've been walking with one another in a, at a personal depth, a profound depth for some time. And I think this reminds us that we need a varying amount of friendship communities in our life, different sizes of friendship groups. Sure, it's nice to have a, a general group of friends. It's nice to have a crowd that we run with and a greater crowd that we could do ministry with. But it's also important for us to have tight friendships where we can go deep in companionship with one another. And so I just, the question that was posed when I, to me when I was looking over this text and a question that I posed to all of us is, do you have a friend like this? Do you have a friend who could give you serious, straightforward words about the faith? Now, we might have friendships uh, for other areas of our life, uh, for our vocation, for our work, maybe some friends at school. But do you have faith friendships? Do you have someone who, when they give you an admonishment in the Christian faith, that you hold their words, their, their words have weight to them, and you pause and reflect, and you even recalibrate your life because you know that God is speaking to you through the words of this type of companionship. So that's what I want us to pray for. I want us to pray that God would open up our eyes to those type, those types of influences in our life. And if we don't have a person like this, um, that we would be open to allowing a person of this depth, of their words have this type of weight, that we'd be open to have this type of a, a friendship and companionship in our life. Perhaps we've been sidestepping this opportunity because uh, we know that if we have a friend like this, they'll be able to see a lot of our life and it'll be a vulnerable moment. Um, but what we see in the wisdom of Scripture and the wisdom of our faith throughout the years of our faith is that um, it is good for us to have these types of friends in our life, that we can have accountability, that we can have a challenge in our life from time to time, and someone who's th- who's really there with us uh, so that we can have a, a just a, a betterment in our faith, that we can be challenged in our faith because of it. So I want us to pray that we'd be open and vulnerable to have these types of friendships in our lives. So let's spend some time praying for those types of friendships this morning. Heavenly Fathers, we bow before you this morning and allow our souls to rise up to meet you and to face this day. We have hearts filled with gratitude because we thank you that there's been grace upon grace given to us. And there's this challenge in Scripture to grow in grace. And so we thank you the grace that has gone before us, the grace that we received thus far, and we anticipate the grace that is ahead of us, that continues to teach us, that continues to train us, that continues to make us into the people that you want us to be. God, we thank you for the window into friendships that we find in the Scripture text, particularly this friendship that we've dwelt on this morning uh, with Paul and his friend Timothy. And we thank you that as Paul knows that this is the end of his life, that he's able to give a charge to Timothy, weighty words, a last will and testament, words that certainly Timothy remembered for the rest of his days. And we thank you that this is a model for faithfulness for our life as well. That we're not just called to have a crowd of friends or even a small group of friends, but we're called to have close companionship with those that we can be mutually encouraged by. We encourage them and they encourage us. And so God, this morning, we thank you for the gift of friendship. But God, we also confess that we have sidestepped this type of companionship because we're scared to be vulnerable. We're scared for someone to know all of the contents of our lives. But God, we understand and we hear you this morning that this is the wise way. This is the ancient path. 
the path of close friendships, of spiritual friendships that causes us to be challenged and to grow and to also have companionship and to have protection in our lives because of the friends that you give us. So God, this morning, I pray that there would be a grace to be open to friendships in our lives. That we'd be open to those uh, older than us, younger than us, those who are in the same phase of life with us, those who we just have an uncanny connection with, a grace, a person of peace, as Jesus taught in his teachings. That we have this uncanny connection with maybe one or two other people that we can go deep with. And I pray that we would take the challenge to go deep and that you would give us the grace and the courage to not just have superficial friendships, uh, but to have um, the grace and the courage to go deep with someone. So God, give us the grace to be a great companion for someone else and for us to be open to have companionship with somebody else. So I pray that you'd send somebody our way. If you've already sent somebody our way, I pray that you'd give us the eyes to see them and a great love in our hearts for this person. God, I pray that you would teach us to be vulnerable with this person, to hear their correction and admonition, that you would also teach us to have lightheartedness with this person, uh, not to hold grudges with this person, but to receive their words um, and to allow uh, that which is holy to remain and that which is not so helpful to be dismissed. But let's not hold anything against them. But we thank you for the gift of their companionship. So God, give us the grace to be friends this day. Allow us to have a friend in our life who can give us a charge and that we would remember their words. Because ultimately, we know that you are using these friendships to form and to transform us. And so God, this day, we receive all the friendships that we have, including these deep friendships, as a gift from you. So God, allow us to receive this gift with grace, with gratitude in our hearts, And allow us to cherish these friendships that you give us. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.